This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, hey, dead center of the work week. That's where we are right now, our work week. And for those of you who are on our schedule, ugh, I'm sorry, but I will say I'm glad that we're not the only ones that keep these hours. <laughs> uh, you all keep us company. We got a lot of people who start out with us, different groups of people who listen uh, toward the end of the show, and then there are people who listen to the entire show because this happens to be their awake time, uh, whatever time zone you're in. We welcome Alaska to this Wednesday morning now, early, early Wednesday morning. Hi, Matt the Musher. Uh, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, this is our middle show of the work week. We call it the hump show. If you're new to after hours, once we get over the hump, we start to cruise toward the weekend. It happens to be a wild card weekend, a supersized wild card weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Do you have some plans for the football watching the NFL playoffs? They are upon us as part of ask well, as part of our hump show, we let you ask Amy anything. Uh, so you can send your questions to our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. I also retweeted on our Facebook page, too. And I know a lot of you wait until the last second. You are listeners after my own heart because I am a royal procrastinator. <laughs> so I get it. I understand. Sometimes maybe you're putting a little extra creative energy into it. Fine. Uh, just make sure that producer Jay has time to find your question uh, before we get to Ask Amy Anything, which is just over a half hour from now. So we talked about Carlos Correa. We ran full court with... Donovan Mitchell in Utah, Steph Curry returning to the Chase Center in the Bay Area. A little bit about the heat and a, a historical mark that I absolutely adore. We're actually, I think, maybe, uh, I did mention this earlier, uh, going to give you a little bit of soccer, but there's a reason, there's a purpose behind that. And then a lot of football. Uh, we, we are still now uh, kind of, 
waiting for teams to make decisions about their personnel, about their coaching staffs, sometimes about their front offices, because there's half of the league, right, that's already on to 2023. Isn't that the phrase that Bill Belichick kind of made famous or infamous? Uh, He would resist answering questions about topics that he didn't want to address by saying we're on to Pittsburgh, we're on to Buffalo, we're on to Tennessee, we're on to Baltimore. Well, half of the NFL is on to 2023, and it's not as easy or as cut and dried or as simple or as clean to make decisions about personnel. Some of these decisions take time. And even as players and coaches go through their exit interviews and we're hearing from more and more of them around the league, general managers, front offices, even owners are trying to decide, do I fire my head coach? Do I clean house in this area or in this area? How can I give my team a leg up? How can I put my team in a better position to succeed Because we're on the outside looking in. And it's really emphasized this time of the year because you are one of those teams that's going to sit and watch the playoffs with the rest of us. And so it's kind of stark and it's in your face. I hear players tell me this. Even if you're a one and done in the postseason, and you've probably heard it too on NFL Network or Sirius XM NFL Radio here on our network, Players will tell you, even if you got into the playoffs on the last day of the regular season and you only last one week, you you don't survive wildcard weekend, they would still rather make the playoffs than not. At least you got in. At least you had a chance. And so getting in, even if you don't have a great chance to succeed, at least you're there. And what do we know about the NFL? Anything can and will happen on any given Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. Still lots of happy New Year's from you and congratulations on 10 years. And uh, we appreciate all of that. Mostly we appreciate that you continue to listen to the show on a regular basis. I am not fooled this time of the year. It's all about football. It's those teams that are moving on, but it's also those teams that have decisions to make. We like to look at the NFL and the scope of the league through the eyes of our quarterbacks. We got to break it up yet again into AFC and NFC. So this hour, we're going to give you the latest from the AFC and its QBs. Hurry back to throw, and it is. Is it tossed? Oh, my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center, steps back, throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, L.A. Burrow back to throw, looking, firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone, caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Hand off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone, touchdown. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. 
We will definitely talk more about the playoff matchups and wildcard weekend as we get closer. I mean, it's not that far away. Uh, but yeah, a lot of chatter and a lot of conversation even now about the 2023 season and some of the tough decisions and changes to come. If you missed my conversation with Rhett Bryan in Nashville, it's all uncertainty from the GM position with the Titans to half the coaching staff to the quarterbacks to the offensive line. They're over the salary cap, and this really does bode uh, particularly dark for Titans fans who may end up seeing a whole lot of that team turnover. That's just one of the examples of how teams have tough decisions staring them in the face now in the offseason. So we decided we would go by division because this way we can make sure we don't miss anything. Yes, there are teams in every division that are in the playoffs. You're not going to hear a lot about those teams, at least right now on this edition of QB News on After Hours. But we will start with the Miami Dolphins, who were the last AFC team to make it in because the Patriots lost in Buffalo on Sunday. Miami beats the Jets, gets that last wild card, uh, and still at this point do not have their starting quarterback available. In fact, according to Mike McDaniel, Right now, he's not even throwing. Has not been cleared for that level yet. I'm hoping to, with uh, all three active roster quarterbacks, um, they all have injury-related concerns. I'm hoping to have some clarity um, on Wednesday. Um, But as of right now, it's literally the same, if not more vague, than (laughs) when I just saw you guys last He's made it very clear that he's not the one in the driver's seat. He's not the one who's making these decisions. This is Tua. This is his doctors. But right now, if Tua Tangovaloa hasn't even been cleared to throw, it is hard to imagine he's available by Sunday. And then do you really want to put him out there if he hasn't had a chance to practice or to play in weeks? Mike McDaniel references the other quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater was not available last week, and so it was the rookie, Skylar Thompson. And remember what happened with the Dolphins and the Jets, a game with no touchdowns. So it was it was tough. Offense was tough sledding. <laughs> Mike McDaniel still made the playoffs in his first year, and he lauded the defense. But moving forward into the playoffs against Buffalo, that's not likely to get it done. All right, staying in the AFC East, let's talk a little bit about the New England Patriots, who, yes, controlled their own playoff fate, but they lost. They ran into a buzzsaw in Buffalo and Orchard Park on Sunday, and now the questions become, what about Mac Jones? What about your offensive coaching staff? So Bill Belichick addressing the media in his exit interview. He was dressed up for this on his Zoom call. Will Mac Jones be your starter in 2023? All right. Mac has the ability to, um, you know, to play quarterback in this league. And, you know, we have to all work together to try to, you know, find the best um, and most, you know, best way to, as a, as a football team, um, which obviously the quarterback's an important position, to be more productive than we were this year. And so that's incumbent upon all of us, and we'll all work together on that. And... And again, look for better results. Okay, maybe it's just my interpretation, but at no point in that particular soundbite did he confirm that, yes, Mac Jones will be the starter next season. 
it seems as though he's leaving it open that they would like to work with Mac and that they want to have better results, but that they're going to do whatever is necessary to have better results. I covered it. Receiver Jacoby Myers was also answering questions from the media. And one of the questions was, what did you learn about your quarterback in 2022? Not anything I necessarily learned, but just things that he continued to prove. You know, he just showed who he was as a person, honestly, not even just a football player. But like I said, I know one of my memories from the year was just hearing him. I was seeing him out there playing while you hear other people chanting another quarterback name, you know, and that's. That's something tough to deal with, but he didn't really complain. You know what I mean? He strapped his chin strap up the next play and went back to work. So proud of him. I like that from Jacoby. Yeah, there are a lot of quarterbacks who could feel the pressure and can feel the impatience of fans, can hear the impatience of fans. And for Mac Jones, who has the pedigree from Alabama uh, and was a a 15th overall draft pick, the Patriots, remember he kind of fell to them two years ago. It's not been easy. And it's certainly not just on Mac Jones. That is not fair. Uh, What about the offensive play calling? What about the offensive coaches? So that's another question that is being posed uh, to to Bill Belichick now, who, by the way, will return for his 24th season. How much did that have an impact? Because Mac Jones is hearing the plays called and he's working with a a different offensive coordinator uh, from his first year to his second You know, Bill Belichick isn't going to reveal these decisions publicly unless he absolutely has to. But I do appreciate that he answered the question in a way that is so typical of Belichick. I mean, there is nothing truer than Belichick doing whatever is necessary to move his team forward. And that's where he goes when he's asked about Matt Patricia as his OC. At that point in time, at every point in time, I've made, always made what I felt like were the best decisions for the team. That's all I can say. You can have your opinion on them, whatever it is. I understand that. But I always did what I felt was best for the team in every area, at every point in time since I've been the head coach of the New England Patriots. And I'll always continue to do that. I'll put the team first and do what I feel is best for the team. And whether you agree or disagree with that, it's, it's up to you. I don't, you know, I respect that, but... I'm always going to do what I feel is best. I should clarify. He was the de facto OC. He was the play caller. He and Joe Judge were essentially working together to run their offense. Now, the reports out there do indicate the Pats are doing research on replacing Matt Patricia and what potential coaches they could bring in. Did you hear the name Bill O'Brien, who got his start in New England before he went to Houston? That's a name that I've heard a bunch, that he could be reunited with Bill Belichick. I think it's safe to say we're seeing the loyalty of Belichick and also the fact that he would rather bring guys in that he's comfortable with instead of starting over on his coaching staff and bringing back Patricia and bringing back Joe Judge and potentially Bill O'Brien. So no real answers there, except... This is true to who Belichick is. Even if it comes across as ruthless, even if he has to make painful changes, the man is always going to do what's best for the franchise, in his opinion, which is why he continues to be the head coach of the Patriots, and which is why Bob Kraft still trusts him. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Now, staying in the AFC East, my goodness, there are so many quarterback issues. (laughs) What about Zach Wilson? About three weeks ago, it felt like Zach was done with the New York Jets, that there was no way that this guy 
guy would be on the roster in 2023. But the general manager, Joe Douglas, the head coach, Robert Sala, uh, seems to be a changing of the tune. Yes, we are going to continue to develop, Zach. You know, how, how that quarterback room looks uh, next year. We're, we're at the very infant stages of this of putting this offseason plan together. But, um, you know, we're going to explore every single avenue that we have to upgrade this team, upgrade this roster. He's a good kid, works hard. He understands what the main thing is, and he's he's young. He's only 23 years old. He's trying to figure all this out just like I am. And uh, But right now it's about him and him only. And then whatever happens from there, we'll we'll go from there. There's no way that that instills confidence in a Jets fan base that just saw its team finish the season with, what, six straight losses, something along those lines. Uh, Definitely the second half of the season was a massive disaster, and the Jets didn't have a touchdown in their final three games. Um, So when you hear Robert Sala say he's trying to figure this out just like I am, I made one of those faces. Uh, I'm trying to think, who makes that face? Oh, Steve Carell from The Office where he like sucks in his breath between his teeth (laughs) and pulls his face back into this kind of wrenched expression. I know you can picture it right now. Just admit it. You'd know exactly what I'm talking about. As for Zach Wilson, should you start next season? It's out of my control, you know, and, and for me, I think it's the same mindset of it doesn't matter because whether I go in there as the one, the two, the three, I'm going to, I'm going to work to prove that I should be, you know, and that's going to be the mindset. I'm going to go in there and approach and attack every single day. Like I deserve to be. Joe Douglas did talk about the fact that they may look the veteran uh, free agent route. They may look to find a veteran they can bring in. I thought that's what Joe Flacco was, but I guess they want to upgrade uh, over Joe Flacco. And so Zach Wilson was reacting to this thought that they could bring in yet another veteran quarterback as a fail safe. I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to go out there and do my best uh, to just show the coaches that I deserve to be there. And, you know, and it's not it's not in a negative way. It's a positive way. It's making everybody else, you know, better, hopefully. And, and you go out there and you just attack every single day. It's interesting because the headline after he said that was, I'm going to make that dude's life a he- living hell, as opposed to it's a, it's a positive way. It's not a negative way. It's about pushing him. It's about competition. It's about making sure that we're all operating at the highest level. I, I feel like his attitude has shifted, so I'm happy for that. How many young 20s, young 20-somethings need an attitude adjustment? I definitely did when I was that age. And so part of it is maturity on Zach Wilson's part. He's been decidedly immature for a good portion of his first two seasons with the Jets. But if this humiliating experience of being benched not just once but twice and then being inactive and having to stand there and watch with a hoodie pulled over his head, if that was enough to make him realize that there's nothing guaranteed and to stop the entitlement, well, then it was worth it for him to go through this. Does it make him a better quarterback, though? Ultimately, that is the question. I got the best hands on the team. Okay, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, turning our attention to the AFC North now. John Harbaugh fielding questions about Lamar Jackson's availability for Sunday's wildcard game at Cincinnati. Lamar's been in great spirits. I mean, he's he has been. He's been working super hard. He's out there again today. I mean, I don't watch the workouts uh, with the trainers. It's with the trainers, and and hopefully it's progressing to the point where he can get to practice at some time soon. I mean, that's that's really what we're all hoping for, for sure, you know. And uh, um, when we have something to report on that, we will, honestly. I mean, that's just the truth of it. But he's been great. He's always in good spirits. 
you know, he's, he, he wants to play. There's no doubt. That's, that's my feeling. You know, I, I, I'm a Lamar, you know, I love Lamar. I love Lamar. I love everything about Lamar. Always have, always will. So um, he's working hard. Been in good spirits. Man, I miss Lamar. We haven't heard from him in forever. Jay and I were, were just talking about that. But let's be fair. They're going into a collision course. It's like planets colliding coming up in the offseason. If Lamar never returns to the field, it, he finished last season injured, too, if I remember correctly. And here they do have this major decision to make. Will they franchise tag him? Will they suck it up and pay him buku bucks next been season? Been a and been a champion. And to continue trying to work out a deal? Or will they ultimately say, shoot, this is this is uh, the point at which we need to get off the train? I, I don't know. I just know that the injuries and not having Lamar to end a second straight year don't make this any easier. So that's the Baltimore situation, but at least the Ravens are in the playoffs. The Steelers are not, though Mike Tomlin had them playing hard. Kenny Pickett was getting real-time reps and getting stronger as the season went on, and that actually elicited an apology of sorts from one Ben Roethlisberger on his football in podcast. I'm a big man. I can I can say this. I wasn't sure what to expect with Kenny. I know he played great in at, at Pitt and did a lot of great things. Coming in, I just wasn't sure what to think. I didn't know enough. Sure. And early on, I was kind of okay. I think he'll be good. Like I, I think he's there's no problems. Mm. I think he's going to be what they're looking for. Um, I severely, in my opinion, underestimated Kenny. Mm. I think he he throws the ball better than I thought. He runs way better than I thought. He's, I don't know if he's faster or just more elusive, but he runs the ball way better than I expected and thought. His decision-making's really, really good. Um, his leadership, his toughness, mm. um, just enough of, of an edge to him. You know, I, I apologize. And not that I made this, like, vocal to anybody else, but sure. in my own head or my own, what I was saying is, yeah. is Kenny, keep doing what you're doing because you are, are, are leading this team and becoming the guy that they, I think, everyone was hoping you would be. And I, I think I think the sky's the limit for him. The Steelers limped to a two and six first half, but then went seven and two after the bye week. They won six of their last seven, uh, and one of the major one of the major reasons for that is because of the offensive line for sure, but also trying to to find a a comfort zone with their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, and certainly the development of Kenny Pickett. Um, Schedule plays into that as well. According to Mike Tomlin, he hasn't yet made a decision about Matt Canada, um, but he feels like his OC got better toward the end of the season, just like the team got better. And so he refused to speculate, definitely not publicly, but did admit they're in the process of evaluating everything and there could be some changes. So the Steelers finish on the outside looking in, but ultimately I believe that they found their quarterback and they've got to love the fact that he got a ton of reps this year and that he's poised and he's tough and he's smart. And Ben Roethlisberger admitting that he didn't have Kenny Pickett pegged correctly on his football in podcast. All right. One more from the AFC North to Sean Watson. He actually would like the front office of the Browns to consider his opinion, as well as coach Kevin Stavansky and the offensive coaches. Hey, let's collaborate. That's something I think me and Kevin personally should talk about, you know, just between us instead of putting it out there. 
Um, but, you know, we're going to sit down and, you know, met with him today. We're going to have a man to man conversation. Uh, nothing negative or anything like that, but just what can we do to be, you know, better offensively and as a team, you know, because, you know, my, my next step in, in taking this, you know, team and taking that leadership role is really stepping out there and really taking this whole locker room under my wings. Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski, they're going to have a man-to-man conversation. And Deshaun wants to have some input and figure out how they can tailor the offense to him. And I think there was some of that. Obviously hard when your quarterback is suspended for the first 11 games or first 11 weeks, I should say. No, 11 games, 11 games, 12 weeks. Um, And so, yeah, I saw this stat about the Cleveland Browns, and I know that it's painful this year maybe it could have been expected uh, but 17 times since the franchise was rebooted in 1999 have they finished with at least 10 losses I mean that's it's painful and there was a lot of grousing still about the team this year even though they didn't have their starting quarterback uh, until what was it week 13 but yeah 17 seasons of 10 or more losses since the franchise restarted in 1999 it's a lot. Of, it's tough to take. I mean, there are some franchises out there that are just sick of losing. The excuse, Browns are back. Excuse after excuse, reason after reason, but ultimately the losses add up. That's not the case for the Lions anymore, though, right? Look at them. They are on their way up. Lots of turnover in the NFL. We'll do the NFC version of QB News coming up next hour. You've got Ryan Poles talking about that number one overall draft pick. And quarterback. All right. Don't forget to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything because you got just a few minutes left to uh, to, uh, submit them to Producer Jay on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. Coming up, don't ask me how this got leaked. Kirby Smart in the pregame locker room before the Georgia Bulldogs hit the field against TCU on Monday night in L.A. I mean, I kind of feel like they were fired up. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. BS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
the dogs are moving here on their first possession, despite a couple of five-yard penalties. Now here is Bennett going to fake it, and all the way into the end zone. He faked it to Dejon Edwards, who rolled to the right. Some of the defenders went with him, and Bennett has clear sailing. 21 yards into the end zone for the first score of the game. From the 22, second and 10 for the dogs. 32 seconds to go. Bennett to throw. Right angle, one-on-one coverage, and caught, I think. Yeah, touchdown, Mitchell. He's still fighting the guy. TCU ended up with the ball when they came out of the pile, but the officials say touchdown. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. 65 points, nearly 600 yards of offense. Stetson Bennett with six touchdowns for the Georgia Bulldogs. And it was the largest margin of victory in a college bowl game ever. Yes, the national championship technically counts as a bowl game for the history books. So a championship for the ages as the Georgia Bulldogs made quick work, a record-setting romp over TCU. The call with Scott Calls with Scott Howard on the Georgia Bulldogs radio network. I kind of think after hearing the leaked version of Kirby Smart in the pregame locker room that most teams would have been fired up to go out there and play the best game of their lives. Now, we had to do a fair amount of editing because Kirby Smart used some choice words that were not allowed to replay here on the radio, but you'll get the gist. I mean, he had this locker room of dogs ready to bark. Your ass is prepared for this for 365 days. I think about the in that locker room. Think about getting our opportunity. All the you went through this week to get ready for this game. Now is when you pay the price. You go out there with energy, enthusiasm. Hey, guys, ain't nobody in this room should be cautious. Ain't nobody in this room should be nervous about Go out here and their ass up. You go play the right way. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You play the right way. You knock their ass off. You stay off the ground. You tackle the man with the ball. The is easy. Look at the right Punish their ass on offense and kick their ass on special teams, guys. It's about who the we are. I believe in you. Let's go. Hey,
gosh. First of all, who leaked that? There is no way that Kirby Smart wanted that to be public. Again, we had to do a fair amount of editing. And I'll have to give Marco Belletti credit. He's the one that did the editing. It took him over an hour to get all those bleeps in there. But (laughs) we've listened to the unedited version. And I think our favorite part is... The, the one little snippet there where, and, and it was partially bleeped out, where Kirby Smart says, this bleeps easy. <laughs> now, we left the ass comments in there only because, well, you know, ass is an animal and it's it's in the Bible. But, yeah, just to, to hear that, there's no way, even though it did the trick and the dogs were fired up and they came out, just played the game of their lives to cap off a 15-0 and season, there's no way he wanted that leaked. Do you think he's mortified, upset, or just at this point doesn't doesn't care because it ended up that they won a second straight championship? I'm sure he would have rather it have not gotten leaked. But at this point, they won. He looks like a badass even more than winning with this. I, th- I think it adds to his credit. It adds to the title. Huh. You know what it reminded me of? Do you remember going back to Antonio Brown's days with the Steelers? And they, I don't know if they had won a playoff game. They won a wild card game. And they were facing a divisional game with the Patriots, I think was the case. And Antonio Brown is doing Facebook Live. This is back when Facebook Live was a thing. He was doing Facebook Live by his locker. So around the corner from Mike Tomlin. And Tomlin couldn't see him and goes off and is using profanity as it pertains to the Patriots, uh, and that leaked as well, and Tomlin was livid. And so, yeah, I guess you're right. Kirby Smart comes across looking like the master motivator and a total badass, but at the same time, I I can't imagine he wanted that out there. Yeah, it's kind of just breaks, you know, the unspoken rule of what stays in the locker room, what's in the locker room stays in the locker room. So I wouldn't want to be the one who got caught leaking that or I would never leak that. that. Right. If I was a player or media, I would never leak that. These days, if you can't even speak to your team in a locker room without being leaked. Now, I guess there's uh, this uh, a conspiracy theory gang that would say he knew it. Maybe he's the one that allowed it to get leaked. It was one of his coaches or staffers who was recording it. It had to be somebody who was pretty darn close to him because you could hear it really clearly. I mean, I'd be, if it was me and I was Kirby smart, I would be, I'd be getting to the bottom of it. I'd be so angry. I'd figure it out. Cause you're right. It's supposed to be a sacred space where you can say whatever it is that you need to say to the men or the women who are about to go into battle with you, quote unquote. So yeah, it's, he looks fine now because they won, right. but I can't imagine that that sits well with him. Just the, it's almost like a betrayal that somebody would take what you said in that space and would put it out there publicly, which of course it was going to go viral. Right. Yeah. This time they win. He looks like the hero, but what about next time when he has a speech when he's not as happy or when things don't go their way, he's got to worry about his, what he says in the locker room getting leaked. If he finds out who leaked that, there better not be a next time. There won't be a next time. But congratulations to Georgia. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You've got mere minutes to send your last questions for Ask Amy Anything. We're going to take our break, get our update from Marco, and then it's a staple of the Hump Show. So on Twitter, on Facebook, chop, chop. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Time to ask Amy anything. Sort of. It is a time-honored 
tradition that has stood the test of now nearly a decade and will remain a fixture in 2023. Ask Amy anything. It's kind of funny, actually. The feature itself has outlived, I don't know how many producers. It started with producer Tom and then went through the second producer Tom and then went through producer Anthony and Isaac wasn't ever really a producer. I suppose he fielded questions now and then. Then it went to Tom again, then to Chris, then to producer Dave, and now producer Jay. So, you know, you're still asking me anything, and it's just the voices on the other side of the microphone that have changed. And we'll see, we'll see how long Jay manages to, to stick around. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you ask me a question? Oh, no. Don't worry about that. Oh, okay. If you don't want it answered. All right. Let's start here. Kent wants Wait, to know. Wait, I didn't know. even talk about the name of the show yet. Okay, go It's for After it. Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Wowzers. Okay. Jay's in a hurry. Let's go. Kent wants to know, are, there, are you reading any good books right now or listening to any good podcasts? No. I am reading a book. I'm not sure if I like it, actually. It, it comes from the old Star Wars canon, so I'm, I'm reading a Star Wars book, and I thought it would be fun to start out uh, the beginning of the new year with a Star Wars book. I just, I'm, it's about this particular alien um, nation or alien species that I've never heard of before, and some of the names are hard. Um, but I, it comes from literally right after the Battle of Endor. So that's what fascinates me is that Princess Leia or... General, she wasn't a general then, but Leia and Han and Luke Skywalker are literally weeks after this has happened in Endor where the emperors died. In fact, they go out to, to this rim, this outer rim world, and they don't even know the emperors died. The news hasn't got out there yet. So it's, it's interesting in that respect, and I do love the George Lucas canon, so what they call Legends canon now. I'm about 100 pages in. It's starting to pick up. It was a little slow at the beginning, so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it. Of course, I just haven't gotten to that point where I'm really sucked in yet. I have a couple mystery series that I'm gonna get back to, and also for those of you who remember last year, I talked about uh, Jack Carr. He's a former Navy SEAL that now writes spy novels, and his character is James Reese. Uh, it's been turned into an Amazon Prime series where Chris Pratt is the title character. I'm getting ready to go back. I think I've read four of them, and I'm about to pick up number five. So I'll do that once uh, I finish this this Star Wars book that I'm not so sure about. <laughs> Real quick on the Star Wars books. How long yes. are those about? Oh, well, they differ because it's all different authors. Uh, right. But generally, I would say a good 250 to 300-page book. Oh, moving on. David wants to know, who would you most like to write a, bi a biography of? Interesting. Oh, gosh, that is a really interesting question. Honestly, this is not going to be popular, but my Grammy lived 100 years and saw so much in her lifetime. And even since she passed away in July, I can't believe it's been July, but even since she passed away in July, I've learned various details of my grandmother's life that I didn't know about when she was here on this planet, despite the amount of time that I spent with her, especially in the last 15 years of her life. So I, and I've written, written a ton of blog posts. I talk about her all the time. If I was going to write a, a biography, it would be about my Grammy because there's so many incredible stories to tell. She was born in the 20s, in the 1920s. So she lived through 
the you know the roaring 20s as a baby but then through the depression and everything that she saw she uh was raised on a farm she and her husband were farmers initially but then she moved into town uh she worked at a school for decades as a cook she worked in a kitchen my grandmother was uh she was single for the last 40 years of her life after my grandfather passed away tough and yet resilient and happy and cheerful and joyful and and even though life was hard and she dealt with as i found out later depression and anxiety she never she never quit she just kept going through 100 years of life so i think that would be a major project at this point i'm way too emotionally invested uh, but yeah there's uh, enough grammy helen stories to fill several books a book series that's a great answer i'll definitely read that Oh, thank you, Jay. Here's a follow-up from David. He wants to know, what would you title your autobiography? No one wants to read a story about me. What? I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, it had to be something about radio. I guess I could look at the title of my blog and play on this. The title of my blog is play-by-play, day-by-day. So something along those lines would have to do with the art of radio or, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to play with that. you catch me off guard there. But um, definitely believe that what I've committed my life to, Born to Talk, might be, Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> might be a good title uh, because I was born to do this. I've known I wanted to do radio since I was 16 years old. Radio junkie. That's what I was going to say. You I, took it I mean, me. tried and true radio junkie. I've never wanted to do anything else but this since I was 16 years old. And no, I don't want to do TV. And no, I don't want to do movies. No, I, I was born to be a radio host. And and, and I, it fits me well. So maybe that's it. Radio junkie. I swear I was going to say. A lifetime. Confessions of a lifetime radio junkie. How about that? <laughs> I could see it on the billboards. I swear. <laughs> it could be a Broadway play. <laughs> it's good. All the adaptations. All right. We, we, all. we figured it out. All right. So moving on here. Because you did show me that you had new running shoes on today. Well, yes, so one of my Christmas presents, or I guess two of my Christmas presents for my mom, two new pairs of Asics Gel running sneakers. The one is going to become my primary walking sneakers because I go through those pretty quickly too because of Penny. So I got this question from Luna and from and from Curtis. What? Excuse me. A repeat? They want to know, do you have any plans for an upcoming half or full marathon? Okay, well, people keep coming back to me. I would love to tell you that I am a superwoman and that in 2023, I'm going to run a marathon, a full marathon, 26.2 miles. I don't believe that's the case. Instead, I do have plans to run two half marathons. So I'm going to run one in the spring. I'm also going to run one in the fall, which I didn't do last year. I just, for a lot of reasons, wasn't up to it. But also, here's something else. This year, I am going to hike the Grand Canyon and hike Mount Washington. So those are my four pillars in this 2023 year is kind of my got to stay in shape, kick butt, just to, to prove to myself that I can get over 2022 and that 23 can be better. Yes, I've got two major hiking trips planned and two half marathons. So those will be my four incredible athletic feats of strength. <laughs> Maybe not to anyone else, but to me. And this year I'm hoping, praying, gonna train for it, that I will actually meet my goals in the half marathon. I've never done a 210. I've done one 215. 
it was, but I, I was, I was close, but I've never done a 210. So maybe I can right get to there. the point where I do a 210. I think you got it. All right. Let, of course yeah. you do, because you're cheering me on from home. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Actually, I'm not you should that. show up and be there at the finish line, and then maybe I'll have incentive, a little more incentive. Maybe. Well, I'll hold, I'll hold the medal and the juice and everything. Oh, <laughs> I could see that about you, yes. All right, last one here, I think, before rapid fire. Eric says, we know that your favorite color is orange. What is or are your favorite uniform numbers to wear? Uniform numbers? Number or numbers, if you have favorite numbers or favorite numbers. Well, my favorite number of all time, actually, it's interesting considering Damar Hamlin and everything that happened last week and the fact that we've seen the number three everywhere over the, the, the past seven days. My favorite number is 333, and there's two reasons for that. Three was Dale Earnhardt's number, and 33 was Larry Bird's number, and... Yeah, big fan. Uh, there's a lot of numerology when it comes to number three in the Bible, too, the trilogy, but other things, too. So uh, if you pay any attention to numerology and kind of history, three is significant. So, yeah, 333 has always been my number. And you'd be surprised. You might not think that I would see it in a lot of places, but I do. So three and 33 always pop for me. Ready for rapid fire? No. <laughs> Never listen to music ever again or never watch another movie. Oh, I can't live without music. Never watch another movie. Rain or snow? Snow. All day, all year. Move me to Antarctica. I'm going. Funny you say that. 100 days in Antarctica or 100 days on the moon? Oh, Antarctica. Me and the polar bears. We'll get close. Be an only child or be the oldest of 12? Oh, dear Lord. Uh, I am the oldest of four siblings, two half. I wouldn't want to be an only child. It would mean that I would no longer have my brothers and my little sister. Uh, so no, I'd have to be the oldest of 12. Last one here. Ask someone to repeat what they said or just nod and smile. It depends on who it is. If I care about you and I want to know what you had to say, well, then I will ask you to repeat it. In fact, sometimes with Jay, I have to ask him to repeat it like five times because he mumbles and his phone sucks. you care sucks. about me. Well, I care about what you say, yes. That's what I got out of that. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.